Section 6 of Old Granny Fox by Thornton W. Burgess. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Jude Summers. Section 6. Granny Fox Promises Ready Bowser's Dinner, Why Bowser the Hound Didn't Eat His Dinner, and Old Man Coyote Does a Little Thinking. Chapter 17. Granny Fox Promises Ready Bowser's Dinner. To give her children what each needs, to get the most from life he can, to work and play and live his best, is wise old Mother Nature's plan. Old Granny Fox asked Reddy how he would like to eat a dinner of Bowser the Hounds. Reddy looked at her sharply to see if she were joking or really meant what she said. Granny looked so sober and so much in earnest that Reddy decided she couldn't be joking even though it did sound that way. "'I certainly would like it, Granny. Yes, indeed, I certainly would like it,' said he. "'You you don't suppose he will give us one, do you?' Granny chuckled. "'No, Reddy,' said she. "'Bowser isn't so generous as all that, especially to foxes. He isn't going to give us that dinner. We are going to take it away from him. Yes, sir, we just naturally are going to take it away from him.' Reddy didn't for the life of him see how it could be possible to take a dinner away from Bowser the Hound. That seemed to him almost as impossible as it was for him to climb or fly or dive. But he had great faith in Granny's cleverness. He remembered how she had so nearly caught Quacker the Duck. He knew that all the time he had been away trying to find something for them to eat, Old Granny Fox had been doing more than just rest her tired old bones. He knew that not for a single minute had her sharp wits been idle. He knew that all that time she had been studying and studying to find some way by which they could get something to eat. So great was his faith in Granny just then that if she had told him she would get him a slice of the moon, he would have believed her. "'If you say we can take a dinner away from Bowser the Hound, I suppose we can,' said Reddy. "'Though I don't see how. But if we can, let's do it right away. I'm hungry enough to dare almost anything for the sake of something to put in my stomach. It is so empty that little bit of fish we divided is shaking around as if it were lost. Gracious, I could eat a million fish the size of that one. Have you thought of Farmer Brown's hens, Granny?' "'Of course, Reddy, of course. What a silly question,' replied Granny. "'We may have to come to them yet.' "'I wish I was at them right now,' interrupted Reddy with a sigh. "'But you know what I have told you,' went on Granny. "'The surest way of getting into trouble is to steal hens. "'I'm not feeling quite up to being chased by Bowser the Hound just now, "'and if we came right home, we would give away the secret of where we live "'and might be smoked out.' and that would be the end of us. Besides, those hands will be hard to get this weather, because they will stay in their house, and there is no way for us to get in there unless we walk right in, in broad daylight, and that would never do. It will be a great deal better to take Bowser's dinner away from him. In the first place, if we are careful, no one but Bowser will know about it, and as long as he is chained up, we will have nothing to worry about from him. "'Besides, we will enjoy getting even with him "'for the times he has spoiled our chances "'of catching a fat chicken 
and for the way he has hunted us. Most decidedly, it will be better and safer to try for Bowser's dinner than to try for one of those chickens. Just as you say, Granny, just as you say, returned Reddy. You know best, but how under the sun we can do it beats me. It is very simple, replied Granny, very simple indeed. Most things are simple enough when you find out how to do them. Neither of us could do it alone, but together we can do it without the least bit of risk. Listen. Granny went close to Reddy and whispered to him, although there wasn't a soul within hearing. A slow grin spread over Reddy's face as he listened. When she had finished, he laughed right out. "'Granny, you are a wonder!' he exclaimed admiringly. "'I never should have thought of that. "'Of course we can do it. "'My, won't Bowser be surprised? "'And how mad he'll be! "'Come on, let's be starting.' "'All right,' said Granny, "'and the two started towards Farmer Brown's. "'Chapter 18. "'Why Bowser the Hound Didn't Eat His Dinner "'The thing you've puzzled most about is simple once you've found it out. Bowser the Hound dearly loves to hunt just for the pleasure of the chase. It isn't so much the desire to kill as it is the pleasure of using that wonderful nose of his and the excitement of trying to catch someone, especially Granny or Reddy Fox. Farmer Brown's boy had put away his dreadful gun because he no longer wanted to kill the little people of the Green Forest and the Green Meadows but rather to make them his friends. Bowser had missed the exciting hunts he used to enjoy so much with Farmer Brown's boy. So Bowser had formed the habit of slipping away alone for a hunt every once in a while. When Farmer Brown's boy discovered this, he got a chain and chained Bowser to his little house to keep him from running away and hunting on the sly. Of course, Bowser wasn't kept chained all the time. Oh, my, no. When his master was about, where he could keep an eye on Bowser, he would let him go free. But whenever he was going away and didn't want to take Bowser with him, he would chain Bowser up. Now, Bowser always had one good big meal a day. To be sure, he had scraps or a bone now and then besides. But once a day, he had one good big big meal served to him in a large tin pan. If he happened to be chained, it was brought out to him. If not, it was given to him just outside the kitchen door. Granny Fox knew all about this. Sly old Granny makes it her business to know the affairs of other people around her, because there is no telling when such knowledge may be of use to her. So Granny had watched Bowser the Hound when he and his master had no idea at all that she was anywhere about, and she had found out his ways, the usual hour for his dinner, and just how far that chain would allow him to go. It was such things which she had stored away in that shrewd old head of hers that made her so sure she and Reddy could take Bowser's dinner away from him. It was just about Bowser's dinner time, when Granny and Reddy trotted across the snow-covered fields and crept behind the barn until they could peep around the corner. No one was in sight, not even Bowser, who was inside his warm little house at the end of the long shed 
back of Farmer Brown's house. Granny saw that he was chained, and a sly grin crept over her face. "'You stay right here and watch until his dinner is brought out to him,' said she to Reddy. "'As soon as whoever brings it has gone back to the house, "'you walk right out where Bowser will see you. "'At the sight of you, he'll forget all about his dinner. "'Sit right down where he can see you and stay there "'until you see that I have got that dinner, "'or until you hear somebody coming. "'For you know Bowser will make a great racket. "'Then slip round back of the barn "'and join me back of that shed.' So Reddy sat down to watch, and Granny left him. By and by, Mrs. Brown came out of the house with a pan full of good things. She put it down in front of Bowser's little house and called to him. Then she turned and hurried back, for it was very cold. Bowser came out of his little house, yawned, and stretched lazily. It was time for Reddy to do his part. Out he walked and sat down right in front of Bowser and grinned at him. Bowser stared for a minute as if he doubted his own eyes. Such impudence! Bowser growled. Then, with a yelp, he sprang towards Reddy. Now, the chain that held him was long, but Reddy had taken care not to get too near, and, of course, Bowser couldn't reach him. He tugged with all his might and yelped and barked frantically, but Reddy just sat there and grinned in the most provoking manner. It was great fun to tease Bowser this way. Meanwhile, old Granny Fox had stolen out from around the corner of the shed behind Bowser. Getting hold of the edge of the pan with her teeth, she pulled it back with her around the corner and out of sight. If she made any noise, Bowser didn't hear it. He was making too much noise himself and was too excited. Presently, Reddy heard the sound of an opening door. Mrs. Brown was coming to see what all the fuss was about. Like a flash, Reddy darted behind the barn, and all Mrs. Brown saw was Bowser tugging at his chain as he whined and yelped excitedly. "'I guess he must have seen a stray cat or something,' said Mrs. Brown, and went back in the house." Bowser continued to whine and tug at his chain for a few minutes. Then he gave it up, and, growling deep in his throat, turned to eat his dinner. But there wasn't any dinner. It had disappeared, pan and all. Bowser couldn't understand it at all. Back of the shed, Granny and Reddy licked that pan clean, licked it until it was polished. Then, with little sighs of satisfaction, and every once in a while a chuckle, they trotted happily home. Chapter 19 Old Man Coyote Does a Little Thinking Investigate and for yourself find out those things which you want to know about. Never in all his life had Reddy Fox enjoyed a dinner more than that one he and Granny had stolen from Bowser the Hound. Of course, it would have tasted delicious anyway, because they were so dreadfully hungry, but to Reddy it tasted better still because it had been intended for Bowser. Bowser has hunted Reddy so often that Reddy has no love for him at all, and it tickled him almost to death to think that they had taken his dinner from almost under his nose. 
with that good dinner in their stomachs, Reddy and Granny Fox felt so much better that the great world no longer seemed such a cold and cruel place. Funny how differently things look when your stomach is full from the way those same things look when it is empty. Best of all, they knew they could play the same sharp trick again and steal another dinner from Bowser if need be. It is a comforting feeling, a very comforting feeling, to know for a certainty where you can get another meal. It is a feeling that Granny and Reddy Fox and many other little people of the Green Meadows and the Green Forest seldom have in winter. As a rule, when they have eaten one meal, they haven't the least idea where the next one is coming from. How would you like to live that way? The very next day, Granny and Reddy went up to Farmer Brown's at Bowser's dinner hour. But this time, Farmer Brown's boy was at work near the barn, and Bowser was not chained. Granny and Reddy stole away as silently as they had come. On the day following, they found Bowser chained and stole another dinner from him. Then they went away laughing until their sides ached as they heard Bowser's whines of surprise and disappointment when he discovered that his dinner had vanished. They knew by the sound of his voice that he hadn't the least idea what had become of that dinner. Now there was someone else roaming over the snow-covered meadows and through the green forest and the old pasture these days, with a stomach so lean and empty that he couldn't think of anything else. It was Old Man Coyote. You know, he is very clever, is Old Man Coyote, and he managed to find enough food of one kind and another to keep him alive, but never enough to give him that comfortable feeling of a full stomach. While he wasn't actually starving, he was always hungry. So he spent all the time when he wasn't sleeping in hunting for something to eat. Of course, he often ran across the tracks of Granny and Reddy Fox, and once in a while he would meet them. It struck Old Man Coyote that they didn't seem as thin as he was. That set him to thinking. Neither of them was a smarter hunter than he. In fact, he prided himself on being smarter than either of them. Yet, when he met them, they seemed to be in the best of spirits, and not at all worried because food was so scarce. Why? There must be a reason. They must be getting food of which he knew nothing. I'll just keep an eye on them, muttered Old Man Coyote. So, very slyly and cleverly, Old Man Coyote followed Granny and Reddy Fox, taking the greatest care that they should not suspect that he was doing it. All one night he followed them through the green forest and over the green meadows, and when at last he saw them go home, appearing not at all worried because they had caught nothing, he trotted off to his own home to do some more thinking. They are getting food somewhere, that is sure, he muttered, as he scratched first one ear and then the other. Somehow he could think better when he was scratching his ears. If they don't get it in the night, and they certainly didn't get anything this night, they must get it in the daytime. I've done considerable hunting myself in the daytime, and I haven't once met them in the green forest, or seen them on the green meadows, or up in the old pasture. I wonder if they are stealing Farmer Brown's hens, 
and haven't been found out yet. I've kept away from there myself, but if they can steal hens and not be caught, I certainly can. There never was a fox yet smart enough to do a thing that a coyote cannot do if he tries. I think I'll slip up where I can watch Farmer Brown's and see what is going on up there. Yes, sir, that's what I'll do. With this, Old Man Coyote grinned, then curled himself up for a short nap, for he was tired. End of Section 6